0: turn, please, to John 15 and verse 1. We began last night on this passage talking about the fruitful branch. The fruitful branch. And our passage is John 15 beginning in verse 1. I am, Jesus said, I am one of these great I am statements, it harkens back to the burning bush when he said, who shall I say sent me? And he said, you tell them, I am. And that's where he stopped. You just tell them, I am. Well, he am what? He am too much to say in one verse. And so you begin to see, so just say, I am. And you see these statements all through the word of God. He is the resurrection. Hallelujah. He is the light. He's the life. Uh, On and on and on. He's the Lord that heals you. He's the Lord your righteousness. But here's one of those. I am the true vine. Other translations say real. The real vine. And my father is the husbandman. My father is the, the gardener. We see more than one natural illustration that the Lord uses to teach us about how the church is and the body of Christ is spiritually. And how we are in our relationship with Him. And this is one of them. Our relationship with Him is like a branch on a vine. Or a limb on a trunk. And this is It's a perfect illustration because the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, gave it to us. It's not just have some similarities and some that's off. It's perfect illustration. This is how it is between us and him. He is the true vine, and the Father is the husbandman. Verse 2, every branch in me that bears not fruit he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it or prunes or cleanses it, that it may bring forth more fruit. We talked last night that the Lord expects a return on investment. If you haven't found this out about him, look it up, read the scriptures, open your eyes. He expects something to happen when he invests in us. Right? He's looking for fruit. Now He's doing this with the entire planet. He seeded the planet. This is what kind of being we're talking about. And He wants a harvest. And He will have a harvest. And there's coming a time when this whole process will be, will be completed and He'll send the angels And the harvest will be completed, and there is separation between the wheat and the chaff. And he'll keep the good fruit and the other he'll cast away to be burned. Am I quoting scripture or not? Yes, that's right. Look with me in James. Hold your place there. Look with me in James. James five, seven. We're just looking at this one verse. He said, Be patient, therefore, brethren. Unto the coming of the Lord is he coming, saints? Yes he's coming. Yes. Behold, the husbandman, well, now we know who the husbandman is. Yes that's the father. the father. He's waiting. Why hadn't Jesus come already? Well Jesus revealed that no man knows the day or the hour, not the son, but the Father. So somebody that said they know when he's coming, you know that's not right. right. They don't know. (laughs) According to Jesus, they don't know. And we just need to be ready. But why is the Father waiting? He's waiting for the full crop from the planet. He's waiting for what he calls precious fruit of the earth. We're we're not here just to care for the planet. And God's ultimate uh, objective is not to save the planet. I know a lot of people don't believe this, but he made the planet for us. Not us for the planet. And the scripture warns in Romans that people would worship the creation more than the creator. And you see a lot of that today. The earth is not our mother. It's our temporary, very, very temporary home. And uh, the Lord created it. For the purpose of getting a harvest of believing souls. And to him it is the precious fruit. And once this is done, this planet has been irreparably damaged from the curse and the sin. It cannot be saved as such. The elements, the surface, and the atmosphere will be burned off with heat that is off the chart. And God is going to create a new heavens and a new earth. Hallelujah. With no curse and no death. And his crop will get to enjoy his kingdom and rule and reign with him going forward. But what's happening right now, why what's the father waiting on? What's the father waiting on? Well, we got what, seven billion human beings? on the planet and he obviously sees that a good crop could be gained. (laughs) (laughs) Not all of them, because not all of them will receive and believe, but a good crop. We're part of the crop. How many of the Lord could have a a bumper crop in our generation? Come on, say that out loud, bumper crop. In our generation, when we get to heaven, people see us coming along and they go, Ooh, that was that big harvest. That was, you know, that, that generation, big harvest. And you and I are part of that harvest. That's part of the fruit we are to produce is changed lives around us. What came to us didn't stop at us. The light, the life, the revelation, the healing, the joy, the peace, it came out of the vine. It came from the head. It came from the source. It came to us. It saved us. It changed us. It healed us. It delivered us. But it didn't stop with us. It came on through us in the form of spiritual fruit that affected other people's lives. Oh, somebody say glory to, God. Glory, to God. glory to God. Glory to God. The Lord, the husbandman, he went on to say, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth and he has long patience for it. He certainly does. Until he receives the early and the latter rain. And the manifestations, and the power, and the mighty signs and wonders and miracles, that's part of the rain. The latter rain, when those kind of things happen, what's a sign and a wonder for? It'll arrest even the most hard-headed people, right, and get their attention and make them wonder. And then, you know, you'll see when these signs and wonders happen in the Book of Acts, like the lame man at the gate called beautiful was instantly healed. What happened? I mean, in within minutes after that, Peter is preaching the gospel to full streets. Yes. And they're getting saved by the thousands. Yes. That's the purpose of these things. That is fruit. That's part of the precious fruit that the husband and the father is having long patience, waiting on why he has continued to wait, you know, from the time of Jesus and the first days of the church all the way through now to our century and our generation, but it won't go on forever. There'll come a time when that's it. The fullness will be reaped, and we'll go on to the next thing. We don't need to think too much about that because we're not there. I think purposely we're not given a lot of revelation of heaven because it would make us dissatisfied with here. And we don't need to be thinking and focusing on that so much. We can do that when we get there. But we got a job here and now. We're here for a very, very short time. We need to get to it, doing what our part is, and if all of us do our part, it is earth changing. Now go back to John, please, the 15th chapter. John, or maybe you're still there, John 15, was it 2? Every branch that bears fruit, he went on to say, he purges it or prunes it or cleanses it. That it may bring forth more fruit. The Lord is always interested in more. 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 It's not being greedy. It's letting your faith increase. More. He wants to reach more with more. All the time. He's the God of increase. He's the God of more. And and no matter how much you're producing. (laughs) He knows how to get you to produce more. And it's not just through endless effort and being fatigued all the time. It's not just working harder. It's working smarter. And it's working more anointed. Eliminating the wasteful flesh stuff that produces nothing and doing the spirit-directed thing that produces fruit that remains. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We haven't arrived at full Christ-like perfection and maturity, so if we'll walk with him, he'll always be adjusting us and getting this, let's leave this off, that's not producing, let's, this is producing, so let's invest into this and produce even more. Can you see that? This is supposed to be our life, every day, every week, not a hard thing. You know, sometimes people, you know, we've seen staff or church members that uh, the Lord gives you some vision, go, are we going to do this? we Are going to Well, that Well, I thought things were already going good. They are going good, but that don't mean we can't produce more fruit, right? right. (laughs) None of us should just sit down and go, ah, we've arrived. You know you haven't arrived. Come on. (laughs) Now, I don't mean you compare yourself with other people because that's a mistake too. Big mistake. What are we talking about? You just listen to him, and you always know there are adjustments to be made. Growth to be had. Development to experience. Always growing up in him. Keep reading. Verse 3, he tells you specifically about this pruning. We see purge, and that word you may not always associate with the next verse, but it's in agreement with this word clean here. And he said, now you're clean through what? Word. The Word, which I've spoken to you. The Word will purge you. The washing of the water of the Word will cleanse you from dead and non-productive junk and water the good seed so that it produces even more if you receive the Word. Yeah, right. But now the Word is light. And the light shows up. Things that need to be showed up, exactly. and it's not always fun. That's right. When you get more light, and you thought you were doing pretty good, and you get more light, and you go, "Whoa, uh-huh. yeah. we got a lot of room to improve over there." Yeah. Well, don't get mad, don't get upset, don't get your little feelings hurt. Rejoice and yeah. go. Well, I just had a little pruning today. Yeah. Just had a little. I see that, and I need to change that because that's been getting in my way. That's been getting in my way. That's been hindering me. Thank you, Lord, for showing me that. Amen. Now we can get that cut off or yes. we can get that washed up yes. and we can produce yes. even more. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody say, I'm a producer. Tell me, what what kind of limb are you? I'm a high producing limb. Yes. Loaded. Yeah, man. Loaded. That's Loaded. what I was about to say. Loaded limb. Loaded with what? Holy Spirit fruit. Holy Spirit fruit. Oh, somebody say thank you, Lord. Thank you. Listen to these verses. Don't try to turn there, but uh, I'll just read some of them to you quickly. In Proverbs 11:28, he said, "The righteous shall flourish as a branch." The the complete English says, "God's people will prosper like healthy plants." Hallelujah! And the thirtieth verse, just a couple of verses down, says, "The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise." Yes. Can you see fruit production right here? Production. Now in uh, Psalm ninety-two, it says it like this: Psalm ninety-two twelve, "The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree." And he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. We're talking about some big trees now. Big trees. And uh, it goes on to say, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Flourish. Hallelujah. What's God's plan for you? He said, I know the thoughts I've thought about you and the plans I've thought about you. Good thoughts to give you an expected end. It's thoughts of flourishing and increased production. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody remember Psalm 1? Psalm 1, it said, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, let's not rush through this. This is a bad vine. You don't want to be connected to this. Did y'all hear me? There's a good vine. Why would Jesus say, I am the true vine? I'm the real vine. Because he's not the only vine. Did you hear that now? There are other things you can be connected to. But it'll be a different flow, and it'll be a different thing produced in your life. If you're connected and joined to the counsel of the ungodly, that's going to be some bad fruit. If you're walking and flowing in the way of sinners, that's going to be some bad fruit produced. If you sit in the seat of the scornful, now this is something you and I as a child of God don't need to have any part of. Mocking, criticizing, criticizing, scorning, fault finding, judging, that's fruit of death. You and I have no part of that. We shouldn't have any part of that. We're commanded not to judge. You've got to watch about making fun, mocking and making fun. You know, sarcasm, watch out about that. It can can have a, a spirit of bitterness about it. It's not godly. You and I are encouragers. We build people up, not tear them down. And man, have you seen what the enemy has done with social media? He has turned it into a global weapon to tear people down. And a lot of people that call themselves Christians are right in the middle of it. Saying and doing stuff and posting stuff that is just tearing down, tearing down, tearing down. What does Scripture say in Ephesians? Let no corrupt communication come out of your phone or mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace. To the hearers. Edify means build them up. Build them up. Build them up. They may have done some crazy, dumb, bad stuff, but they likely already know it. (laughs) What's going to help them? Not you letting another 300,000 people find out about it. That's right. What's going to help them? The Lord will give you words. A word that'll quicken, that'll strengthen, that'll help people come out of the bad place. Yeah. Say it out loud. I'm a, I'm a branch that produces good fruit. That produces good fruit. I'm, an of the I'm an encourager of the brethren. I'm one that builds up the body of Christ. I'm one that up the body of Christ. Not one that tears it down. Tears it down. Yes. Hallelujah. And it's not A real mystical thing, you can look at the impact and effect that things have on people and see whether it hurt them or helped them. Whether it tore them down or it built them up. You can see it. No, you're not joined to that. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. In his law, his word, he does meditate day and night. So this is somebody that's joined to the vine. Can you see that? They're hearing him. They—they they got. There's a direct connection between he and them, hearing his words, seeing his things, meditating in it day and night. What will happen? What's the result? Verse three. What's the result? He will be like a tree planted by the rivers. Of water. What does that mean? Ain't no chance of you ever running out of water. <laughs> you don't just have a river. You got rivers. And your roots. You got a root over here in this river. You got a root over here in this river. You got a root, root over here. And these are all the rivers of God. They're all coming from the same place. Oh hallelujah. I just saw some things just then. Rivers of water. And what's going to happen? He's going to bring forth his fruit in his season, no barren seasons. No dry spells. No empty years. He's going to bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. Now that means no matter what's going on, All around you, if other things are withering and drying up, even if it hadn't been rain around you, you're by the river. Got your roots in the river. Green leaves all the time. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. That's a fruitful branch. Isn't it? That's a fruitful branch. Are you still in John? John 15, let's finish reading some more of this. John 15, 3. Now you're clean through the word which I've spoken to you. Always be ready to receive correction and instruction. Why do I say that? Because a refusal to do it can cause you to separate from what God connected you to. And this is how the enemy works. He's always trying to initiate an offense. He's always trying to initiate or perpetuate strife. That's, right. that's, that's who the enemy is. That's what he does. All, I, and when I say all the time, I mean 24-7. That's right. It's just unceasing. Trying to get you hurt or mad or bitter or upset about something. Exactly. And sadly, many on the planet yes. are upset about something That's right. all the time. That's right. They imagine, well, as soon as I get this fixed, then everything will be great. But then, guess what? Something else yeah. comes up to get mad, upset, hurt about, and here you go again. Yeah. And not realizing it, that keeps going into days and weeks and months and years, and you wind up being unproductive. It's stealing your fruit, because it's stealing your joy, and that's your strength. It's stealing your peace. Hallelujah. That's not how we live. Can you say, that's not how I live. That's "That's not not how I live. We're not ignorant of Satan's devices. So we're not allowing him to keep us agitated and upset all the time. There's thing after thing after thing that your response could be, oh well, God's still on the throne. Is that right? Greater one's still inside me. Is that right? The word's still true. I still got the victory that overcomes the world. Oh well. What do I mean by those two words, oh well? Oh well means I am not getting bent out of shape about it. I'm not going down that road, sitting with the scornful, going in that way. (laughs) Read it again. What was that, verse 3? You're clean through the word I've spoken to you. Verse 4 Abide in me, and I in you. Who said this? What did he say? This word abide can be translated stay. Stay in me. Why would the Lord tell us to stay in Him? If we're always in Him and always walking in Him, there's no need to say this. Why would He need to say, stay in me and I in you? As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, Except it abide in the vine. Mm-hmm. No more can you. Except you abide. That's that word again. Abide, abide, abide. In me. Stay. 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 The Lord said it three times in this verse. Stay. I, I think in modern vernacular. I might say it like this. Just the way I think. Stay hooked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stay hooked. Yeah. Stay hooked. And, and in, after a few years of ministry now. I see this more and more and more. Folks don't stay hooked. Why? Because there's such an onslaught to get you unhooked. There's this continuous assault to get you offended some way so that you unhook. And when you unhook, folks don't realize what they unhooked from. So I said, well, I didn't unhook from the vine. Are you sure? Oh, no. I mean, just me and Jesus. That's it. me and Jesus against the world. That's, that's not what the Bible teaches. It teaches he is the vine. We are the branches. There's branches and then branches on the branches and then branches on the branches, branches. He said, he is the head, we are the body. Are all the body parts directly connected to the head? They are through the nervous system, but the hand has body parts in between. Is that right? The hand is connected to the wrist, the forearm, the upper arm, the shoulder, the neck. It's got to get along yeah. with the Holy Spirit right. right. to get everything it's supposed to get from the head. Yeah, that's right. And this is the revelation that many have not had. They think, oh, I love the head. I love the head. But wrist, I'm sick of you. And I'm done with you. And so you and I are unhooking. And in that case, you don't abide where he puts you. You're not staying with the connection that he formed between you and himself through other body parts. Now when it comes to just your salvation, you don't have to worship him through anybody else. And there's only one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. But functionally, doing the work of Christ in the earth you're connected to other body parts all of us are and if we want to stay connected to him ministerially and functionally bearing the fruit that the church is supposed to be producing we've got to stay hooked to the other body parts where he joined us no matter how much the enemy tries to sever us From these God-joined parts, we need to have enough understanding that nothing and nobody is going to cause me to not abide in the vine. Hallelujah. What did he say? Read it again. Jesus said, verse four, abide in me. Somebody say abide in me. What does that mean? Stay hooked. Stay Stay joined. Stay Stay hooked. And me and you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it what? Stays hooked. hooked. In the vine, no more can you except you Stay stay hooked. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He that stays hooked. In me and I and him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, if you don't stay hooked... You can do nothing if a man doesn't stay hooked in me. He's cast as a branch. He's withered. Men gather them and cast them into fire and they're burned. So what's one of the enemy's number one's objective? Get you unhooked unhooked from where God put you. Because what's going to happen then? You're going to wither. You're going to dry out. You're going to dry up. You're going to be dissatisfied. You're going to be unsatisfied, unhappy because you're unfruitful. Because you're not doing anything that matters. And your spirit knows that. And you got mad and you told them what they could do with that job in that place. And you had your say. But you didn't realize what you did to yourself. And now you've tried this and you've tried that and you've tried the other. And you've tried 12 places where the Lord didn't join you. And every one of them has turned out to be unhappy and miserable and dissatisfied and you're not producing fruit because you want to have your own branch cluster (laughs) and not have to be hooked to anybody else and do your own thing. And the Bible said the rebellious, the psalmist said, will dwell in a dry land You dwell in a dry land. I mean we see that graphically with the Israelites that wouldn't listen and were hard headed. Did they dwell in a dry place? They wandered around in a dry desert for 40 years and died young and died wrong. And it wasn't God's will. It was not God's plan. The scripture said it was his plan for that first generation to go into the promised land before the foundation of the world. It was God's plan. Being stubborn, being independent, being unteachable, uncorrectable will cut you off from the living supply that you so need. Doesn't mean you're lost, but God, have you read 1 Corinthians where it talks about the, chapter 12, the body of Christ? He said he's done this so that we'd all have care for each other. He's made us all dependent on him, but he's also added a level of interdependence. So that we need each other. Yeah, that's good. He did it that way on purpose. Yes, amen. He didn't give you all the revelation. He didn't give you all the anointings. He didn't give you all the graces and gifts. Nobody has it all. You got this, and they got that, and he's got this, she's got that, we got this. And the only way we can have it all is to put it together, participate, work with each other. And the devil knows this and he's scared of it. He's really scared of it because the anointing, what does it do? It removes burdens, it destroys yokes. Well, who's in the burden business? Who's in the yoke building business? It's the devil. And he can work on getting a yoke in a family or a life for years and decades and the anointing can shatter it in in seconds or less. And the great thing is you know what a hand can do. But what's amazing is what a whole arm can do compared to a hand. And what's amazing is what a whole body working together can accomplish and achieve. Something a member or two could never get done. This is why the devil fights us so hard. I mean the last thing he wants to see is you and I pooling our resources combining our revelation and our anointings. That's the last thing he wants to see. Verse 7 If you stay hooked with me And my words stay hooked in you. You'll ask what you will. And it shall be done to you. Herein is my Father glorified. That you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Skip down to verse 16. You have not chosen me. But I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Thank you. Fruit, lots of it, and fruit that lasts throughout the ages. That's what he's seeking for. That's what, he, that's what he's looking for. Go to Ephesians, please, the fourth chapter. Glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God. I'm not ready to go to Ephesians. Go to Hebrews. Twelfth chapter, please. You don't think I'm ready for that either. (laughs) I don't know if it's me that's not ready for it. I don't know let's do it this way let's go to Luke 15 first and then we'll see if we can get to these others Luke 15 ease into this <laughs> I think I heard somebody says too late for that too late. <laughs> ah is it the word of God those saints are we, are we reading scriptures well we like the word of God don't we it's our favorite. Luke 15 and uh, verse 11. You know this account well. But I want you to listen to it and read it in light of what we're. the Spirit of God, I believe, is quickening to us right now. It said a certain man had two sons. And uh, verse 12. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided to them his living. Now, contrary to how some people think, this was not necessarily offensive to the Father. The Father didn't have to distribute to him his inheritance before he died. He asked for it. He gave it to him. The Bible said you have not because you didn't ask. The Lord appreciates boldness. He wants to see you step up and lay hold and have some vision. Now that doesn't change the fact that you can misuse what he gives you or what you receive. In verse 13, not many days after, The younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. You know, when you don't want anybody to know what you're doing, (laughs) you move way off. (laughs) So people can't just drop in on you and see what you're doing. (laughs) And there he wasted his substance with riotous living. We might say wild living. He did what? Wasted. Now there... There are more than one component in prospering God's way, more than one uh, element to god's abundance in our lives. one is uh, income income. Uh, if you obey him, you tithe, you sow, you give, you work, you obey, you will have income okay. you, you think so you will have income. And the more serious about it, the more income you'll have. That will not assure that you prosper. Even if you have a lot of income, you can still be losing more (laughs) than you have coming in. And here, this young man had a big inheritance. But what happened immediately? He's wasting it, and we see in just a couple of verses he's not he's not going to prosper, he's not going to live in abundance because it's going way quicker than it's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. He could have invested this wisely and properly, could have used it with the wisdom of God and had more income that you know just it just kept increasing increasing. But you've got to stop the loss. In order to prosper God's way, you've got to stop the waste and the loss. I know uh, in healing school some years ago, I used to teach from Proverbs about, the Amplified says, the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily pain or trouble. So I would talk about building the spirit up because that faith is of your spirit. And that's how you lay hold. A lot of times people, they even believe it's God's will. They even believe healing's been provided, but their spirit is so weak, they find it difficult to lay hold. So you need your spirit built up. So I'd spend a week or two teaching on getting your spirit built up, that you need to be fed the word of God, nourished up in the words of faith, and you need to exercise your spirit by using your faith. And I'd teach on it for you know a week or two or three whatever. And this, and then maybe next year I'd do it again, next year I'd do it again. And after a while, the Lord asked me one day when I was walking to the, the, the classroom, he said, you need to teach the other side of this. I thought, what other side? <laughs> I need to teach the other side of this. What other side? I didn't know. What but if he says there's another side, then there's another side. You need to teach the other side of this. And of course I inquired of him about what that meant and he showed me a bathtub, a bathtub with the, the spigots wide open and, and the nozzle just, I mean the water just blowing and coming in and, and, and yet the tub wouldn't fill up. And the water just kept blowing in and I mean it's coming in gangbusters, but the tub would not fill up. It wouldn't get up a, a half full. It wouldn't get up above a third full. Anybody know what was wrong? Come on, help me out. What was wrong? The drain was not stopped and it was flowing out quicker than it was coming in. He said, Yeah, a person can get their spirit built up, but that alone doesn't mean they'll be strong. And he showed me that you could feed on the Word of God, you could be in good meetings, you could be so built up and so excited. And go home and get in a blowout fight with a family member for an hour, and it's like pulling the drain. Come on, can you see that? And there are numerous things that will just drain you. Now, I don't have to explain that to you. Have you ever, don't raise your hand, but have you ever got in a situation that after you were done, you felt drained. You just felt empty. That's because spiritually you are. It's just like the drain was pulled. And whatever strength was in you. Your spirit is not the Holy Spirit. You're not omnipotent spirit. You can be built up. You can be depleted inside. Anybody remember what the scripture says? Though the outward man perishes, yet the inward man is what? Renewed. Renewed. Well, if you couldn't be depleted, you would need to be renewed. Renewed. Built up again. And so the same thing is true in your finances. You know, I'm telling you, God is faithful. You do what he tells you to do, it'll come in. You can't, don't, don't tell me it won't. God's word is true. I've seen it. You obey him, you start honoring him, you start sowing and believing, you be diligent, willing to work, it'll come in. But you can count on this too. As it's coming in, there's a thief. There's a thief right there ready to try to steal from you 10,000 different ways. And he wants you to get involved in this. And this and this that the Lord didn't tell you to get involved in so he can drain you and siphon off of you. He's a thief. He th- night and day he thinks of ways to steal from you. So this man even though he starts out with a large inheritance, he's days away from being penniless. It doesn't matter how much God blesses you, yeah. financially and materially. If you don't follow him, yeah. it won't last. Yeah. It won't, you'll be in trouble again yeah. in a short amount of time. Yeah. So it takes more than the income part. Yeah. Okay. Takes the being led and staying hooked. Staying hooked to the master, staying hooked to the church, Staying hooked to the plan. That's His plan. Because the enemy's always trying to get you off, trying to get you off here. And if he can, if he can get you at the wrong place in the wrong time, there can be accidents, there can be lawsuits. If he can get you involved in the wrong thing and you stay away from church, yes. there can be divorce, yes. there can be all this stuff. Come on, can you see that? Yes. Lawsuits. Yes. What? All of this yes. is him stealing from you. Yes. Yes. And we've seen people. God blessed them, brought them from nothing, they're doing well, they're prospering, leave the church where they're getting fed and move across the country for $5 more an hour, that is stupid. Now I'm I'm thinking of cases where people were supernaturally healed by the power of God and then go in the closest place they could find preached against healing. They didn't believe in that. Money is only one small part of prospering in God. Your relationships, big on the list of being a prosperous person, right? I mean, when you're right between you and God and right between you and your people and your family, you got peace, you're rich. Just right there. Is that right? You're you're rich right there. Your body feels good, you're healthy, you're rich. Before we even talk about a dollar, you're rich. Is that right? You're rich. Somebody's trying to take me to task one time about a car I got. I got a new car, nice car, fast car, fast car.) And this one guy's trying to take me to task about it. And I never thought about it before. I said, uh, I said, well, how about all the money I didn't lose?" on a divorce, all the money I don't spend on drinking or drugs uh, or any of these things, all the money I I didn't have to spend on lawsuits and all this other, I mean, that'd probably pay for a car. (laughs) So if I'm willing to walk with the Lord and avoid those things, why can't I enjoy the benefits of it? amen. The blessing of the Lord, it it makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. What is the, there's so much in there. The blessing of the Lord is accumulative. That's an important word. A lot of folks are looking for a, 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 a get rich quick. They're looking, looking for, that's why a lot of folks have been duped and tricked. But God's way is that you wax stronger and stronger. And it just keeps on coming up. And you just keep getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. And you're one of the big reasons why you're prospering is you're not losing stuff. Thank you, Lord. That's good. The drain is stopped, yeah. Yeah. the thief has been stopped. Come on, can yeah. you see that? You're not losing things on every side, so it's accumulating. Yeah. You're increasing. Yeah. Hallelujah. I believe we'll get to more of that as as we go. but. Uh, What happened to this uh, rich young and a lot of times you know young folks know experience and they think they know more than they do and he has done a dumb thing. Left father's house. You know a smart boy would think how did daddy make all this money? A smart boy, right? Wouldn't grab the money and run. A smart boy that commune with God would realize daddy didn't make all this money over yonder where I'm talking about going with wild living. That ain't how he made the money. Smart boy would say I need to learn how daddy did this. And let's work with daddy. And now that I got my own money that daddy gave me I need to be smart. Now watch when daddy buys cows I'll buy some cows. When daddy sells cows, I'm going to sell cows. When daddy buys fields, I'm going to buy a field. Let daddy teach you something. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. But that takes patience. Yes, it does. That takes submitting. And he didn't have time for that. (laughs) So he's gone. And the party has begun. And I mean, they are partying. And the bills are just crazy. But he's got money. He's got a lot of money. (laughs) And uh, he wasted it. Somebody say wasted it. He wasted it. Wasted it. Verse 14, when he had spent all, he spent all of it. Didn't take him long either. Now, Now here's the thing. In his case, he doesn't have the spigots open with the water flowing in. Mm. The spigots off. <laughs> and the drains out. <laughs> so how long is that going to last? <laughs> this is a short ride. <laughs> it's a fancy ride, but it's short. It's just around the block and then you got to get out of the car. <laughs> so, you better enjoy the block. <laughs> Ain't nothing that much fun nope. to hurt you the rest of your life. When he had spent all, talk about timing now, there arose a mighty famine in that land. Just as he ran out of money, the economy <laughs> busted where he is, where he decided. See, none of this was the father's idea. This is all his young, dumb idea. He's going to go now. He's going to take all the money and go. He's going to go over there. He's going to party. None of this is the plan of God. But the father will let you do what you decide to do. And he began to be in want. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. I shall not walk. Man, when you follow in him, you got the spigots open and the drain plugged. And you shall not walk. And then here's here's one of the big reasons why I read all this. He went and did what? Join joined. what what's the Lord telling us? Stay, Stay, joined. Stay joined to me. Stay hooked to me. Now you know in this parable that this boy's father represents the Father, the Father God. So what, what is the biggest mistake he made out of all this? You got to back up. Is that right? He, he's in a bad way right now. But this ain't where this started. Where did he, he go off the rails? It wasn't when he asked for the money wasn't when he asked for the inheritance. When was it? He unhooked from the Father. See, he, didn't, he wasn't just going for a vacation and a visit. He unhooked. Ain't nobody going to tell him what to do. And he's not going around the corner. He's going way far off. So nobody can check up on him. Nobody can tell him what to do. He don't answer the phone no more. (laughs) Did he unhook from the father? That's the most serious mistake he made. He unhooked from his father. He unhooked from his father's business. That also means he unhooked from his brothers, people that work there. And so now he's going further away he joins himself. Somebody said he joined himself. He joined himself. Who did it? He did. God joined him? No. He, he did this all on his own. He joined himself to a citizen of that country. And what that guy did is send him further down to the pigs to feed pigs. Now, this is low for a Jewish boy. Is that right? Well, he right. don't get much lower than this. What do you do? You know, he <laughs> for sure don't call home now. Got a new job. <laughs> Verse 16. He would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. This is how low he he is, because he unhooked from the father, and now he's hooked up to the ungodly, to the world, and he is literally at the point of starvation. The slop that he's putting in the pig trough is looking good to him. That's how low he is, how hungry he is. And no man gave to him. Why would you say it like that? He doesn't have favor with anybody. Nobody looks at him and wants to help him. Why? He's unhooked from his favor source. He's unhooked from his blessing source. What happens when you unhook from the vine? You dry up. You shrivel up. You stop producing. There's no more inflow. So there can't be any more outflow. And verse 17, when he came to himself, (laughs) <laughs> well where was he all this other time he would uh, if you read a little bit later the father said he was lost he was lost he came to himself uh, I heard one old preacher talking about this said he, he uh, and times got hard and, and said so he pulled off his jewelry and he sold that and, and then he had to pull off his coat and he sold that and and then he pulled off his tie, and, and then he pulled off, and then he pulled off his shirt, and, and he came to himself. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes folks have to hit rock bottom before they get serious about acknowledging God. But this is this—you know the rest of the story without me reading it. This is where his deliverance came. And his breakthrough came when he said, "What? Without going through it, what did he say? I'm going to go back and, and get joined again. Come on, can you see that? I, I'm going to hook back up with my father because even even the staff is eating, the employees are eating over there. Everybody's eating. The boy's hungry. Do you understand? He's hungry. He said they're eating over there. Everybody's eating around Daddy's house." And I'm going to go back. But he's going to join wherever he can. But he's going back. Not just anywhere. He's going back to where he used to be. Joined. He's going back to where God. Joined him. He unhooked. God didn't unhook him. But thank God for the mercy of God. Even if you unhook yourself. And act a fool. And get in the lowest worst place. You could possibly be. You can look up from the stench of the pig trough with not a dime to your name and nobody caring whether you live or die and you say I am going back to daddy's house I'm going back to daddy's house I'm joining back where he put me and how many understand, and I don't know how many, how long it took him to get there, but just a few days, just a few days later, he's sitting there with a $10,000 suit on, yeah. big diamond ring, yeah. eating a steak, eating prime yeah. rib, and the music. Yes. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Come on. Come on. It don't take long when you hook, get hooked back yeah. Yeah. where you're supposed to be hooked. Yes, right. Join to the vine, yeah. because by him you produce much fruit